Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 136. And today we're doing a wrap up of the Sacramento WordCamp 2016, which myself, Jonathan, Kim, and Sally were all in attendance and representing the WP Tonic Posse. Uh, so, with that, I would love for the panel to introduce themselves. Sally. Sure. My name is Sally Getch. Uh, my business is WP Fangirl. I'm the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California, and this was my third time speaking at a WordCamp. Very good. Kim. I'm Kim Schivler. I teach people how to build online learning platforms, and this was my fourth time speaking at a WordCamp. Very nice. I'm trying to Jonathan. become Niall Flores. She's spoken at like 30 of them or something. That's oh, too much travel for me. <laughs> yeah, blondish. <laughs> yeah. JD, the man. Who are you? JD, the man. I love it. Uh, I'm Jonathan Denwood. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. WP Tonic help designers, um, consultants. If you've got a project that you need building out, you can give it to us and we will help you code it up. <laughs> and. Um, that, and also, we help businesses, if you've got a membership site, a WooCommerce site, and you're looking for a consistent partner that you can trust, we will monthly help you um, with code changes and keep the site secure and maintained. So they're the main areas of WP Tonic, John. Very good. And I am John Locke. Uh, my business is Lockdown Design, and uh, I help people... You know, with WordPress sites specifically with local SEO and WooCommerce. And before we get into today's main topic, we had a couple really quick news stories from the world of WordPress. And our first one uh, was from, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Sanjeev Mishra. And uh, he was the organizer of WordCamp and uh, Nashik. 2016, uh, which is in India, which is a tier three city. Um, and this article was 25 things I learned as an organizer of a WordCamp. Uh, and I, I'll, we'll just go around the panel. Sally, uh, what were the, you know, some of the things that stood out to you in this article? I uh, was interested in the fact that he starts with the importance of having a meetup that meets regularly and, and gets regular uh, uh, attendance um, uh, because you know you're really not going to have the basis for a word camp if, if you haven't got a, a, a local community uh, that you can connect to no most definitely and I do agree with that I think um, the success of the word camp really starts with having uh, a lot of people show up to the meetup and being consistent with that uh, you're not going to get a big local turnout unless you have that foundation already built. Uh, anything, anything else from this article that really just uh, stood out to you, or? Well, it's it, it's sort of like when you when you read it, it looks like, well, that's you know that's all kind of common sense, except that you know until you've done it, there may well be parts of it that you're uh, that you're going to uh, forget uh, and. Uh, I do think that that uh, you know one of those things that people often overlook is his number four on note down your goals, uh, uh, and uh, pay attention to uh, to those because otherwise 
it may be tough to uh, measure your success. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kim, what what were your thoughts on this article? Hold on. I think I grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> do, do you want me to jump in, John? Yeah, let's jump in. I grabbed the wrong article. I thought I agreed with Sally. A lot of it's common sense. But I think one thing, and I, I'm rereading it again because it's been a busy weekend, folks. Um, so I'm rereading it and I don't see it. One thing um, that really struck out about the Sacramento WordCamp is that they had people around the parking areas actually helping people. And what uh, tends to happen, folks, is a lot, not always, but a lot of these word camps are held on university campuses and they're held over the weekends. So nobody's around. There's normally multiple car parks. Um, it tends to look all the same and you're getting a lot of people turning up that don't know, haven't been to the campus before. So um, there's an enormous uh, opportunity to get totally lost. And normally when you start asking students who are around for some reason over the weekend, they tend not to understand a word that you're saying. So um, having really good signage and then enforcing it with volunteers that can actually show people where they should park is um, a really great way of starting the weekend on the right um, step rather than getting a load of people who are really frustrated and I've got to say when it came to Sacramento they had a lot of um, volunteers out out there trying to uh, show people where they should park John uh, and 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 the volunteers I will I would like to just say a couple things really quick before I kick it back over to Kim but you know a, a couple things that uh uh Sanjeev points out in this article from his own word camp that I saw a parallel in the Sacramento word camp is, uh, you, you know, your lead organizer is important. Like, you know, how organized they are. I don't want to just acknowledge Jennifer Bourne did a great job. She knocked it out of the park. Um, she, you know, plan, planning, execution, organizing, uh, you know, she did a great job, you know, uh, getting the whole thing organized. Uh, yeah, I, would, I would totally agree. Um, yeah. Jennifer did a, you know, obviously she was a member of a team, but obviously she was the lead, yeah. and it, it was one of the one of the best organized word camps that I've been to. Uh, Jennifer is just ferociously organized. <clears throat> I, I was really yeah. impressed with you know Fright, frightening how, how well Sacramento <laughs> did at their, their first uh, you know their very first word camp. You'd never last year. You'd never known it was the first one if if somebody hadn't told you. Yeah, I haven't been to a lot of word camps, so I can't really you know judge like what's good or bad. Um, I I also want to like acknowledge like our volunteer team, and and a lot of that comes back to what you said, Sally. That uh, if you've got you know, if you've built that foundation uh, with the meetup, which, you know, we have now for about three years uh, since like this meetup relaunched here in Sacramento, you'll have like a volunteer team. Cause I see the same people, you know, they're people that, 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 you know, no one is going to know outside of Sacramento, uh, but I know these people and, you know, they, are, you know, they are really just, you know, the backbone of the meetup is is all these people that show up a lot of the people that you saw volunteering you know and uh you know a lot of it starts right there um 
but yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot, a lot of it is just planning like stuff out, like give yourself a lot more time than you think you're going to need. Um, Kim, you know, uh, you know, what were your big takeaways from this article? And I would agree with Jonathan on the signage and having people out to answer questions and Sacramento did that really, really well. Um, I have, spoken at camps, gone to camps, volunteered at camps, and even sponsored camps twice. And one year they had, well, not throw anyone under the bus, but they had changed venues. There was no signage. Several of us as sponsors are walking around and around the building, not even sure on the outside where we were supposed to go. Was it the right building and how to get in? Because it was kind yeah. of a locked down so, office type. It's not, the be- it's not the best start, is it? <laughs> No, no so that, like, that sounds very frustrating. This one was, I mean, you know, it was, the signage was there. It was easy to find. Then there were two people standing out front to help you get in, find where to pay to park. Because, you, I'm, you know, your, the payment thing was way in the middle. And I thought they did that well. Um, you know, he pointed out picking an, a lead organizer. And obviously, you guys did that beautifully with Jennifer because it really was. And then Jen, as speaker wrangler, I think I emailed her several times saying, I appreciate you. I just appreciate you because we, we knew always, at least I felt, I always knew when I was supposed to be there, where I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing. And it wasn't one of these like, well, am I really speaking tomorrow? Because no one's talked to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, definitely, and I do want to like recognize Jen Meyer as well. She was part of the organizing team last year. She's um, a student of, uh, at, uh, the art Institute here in Sacramento. And she did a phenomenal job of, of, uh, being the speaker angler. And I think, you know, definitely. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, I'm sorry, John. I also think a lot of organizers, um, it's probably not, it's not in this article piece either. Um, if you are organizing a word camp and you can link up with a local, ed, um, a local, um, course, in graphic design or development and get the support of um some some of the um instructors or professors and get some of those students to come on board as volunteers and that it, it really help will help the organizing of the event won't it john uh, definitely, yeah, and and we were blessed last year uh, our lead organizer was William Mead, who teaches. Uh, you know, graphic design, web design, like at the Art Institute, and he was part of the team again this year. Um, you know, so we have like a lot of people who are volunteers who are who have or part of that um, Art Institute of Sacramento like uh, lineage. So you know the, that definitely helps. Um, you know, some other things that th- he highlighted in this article too was, uh, you know, select the right amount of speakers. Um, you try and make it like 60, 40 with new speakers versus uh, established speakers, but, you know, be selective. We tossed out probably about like 15 uh, talks because we just had so many uh, people submitting. Um, But I think the the ones that that made the final cut were excellent. Um, Thought it was really good. One thing that I was, you know, I'll touch on this later too, but, you know, just getting the community involved, uh, you know, trying to get sponsors like as early as possible beyond the global sponsors, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, get all that, you know, squared away as soon as possible. 
and you know uh, plan out the number of attendees that's going to be and then keep that number yeah. uh definitely don't make it bigger or smaller just keep that number uh, another another thing which i've never seen and it's probably down to resources and time and that but if you if you are blessed with a lot of applications i personally would try and get um, some voting system get them online as quick as possible and just ask people um, who do you want to see off this list um, vote for the ones that you yeah. that you want but I would imagine that call, um, would cause a lot of extra work also. well I, I can tell you why why they don't do it like that probably because it, it pretty much came down to the organizing team we, and we kind of they had them separated out kind of into different tracks yeah uh, like, uh, you know, development, design, content, business. Um, and then, you know, we all kind of, there was ones that we all agreed on like right away. And then we kind of like, you know, went through around two and then, you know, kind of, you know, got everything in place. Part of it is getting the right mix of, of what type of tracks uh, you want. You don't want to have too many. Um, you want, you don't want to have it all be advanced you don't want to have it all be beginner. You got to have a right mix. Yeah. So, but if you put it online for people to vote on, they would vote for people that are already established. Yeah, that's they true. would. Yeah. So, and and I think with the local word camps, at least like you know what I like about them is you want to put the spotlight on the people who have not uh, had a chance to speak before, and put the spotlight on on the people in the community, and that's you know part of what. I think makes the WordPress community a little bit unique among the web is, you know, you're putting the spotlight on, you know, other people um, to build them up and, and get the whole community involved. And, and that's something that we're really going for uh, going forward is, is get more of the, the local web community involved with the, the WordCamp like uh, in 2017. I think that's great, John. Shall we go on to the next story? Yeah, next story. Uh, so, miraculously, it seems like the uh, WP REST API content endpoints are going to be merged in uh, WordPress 4.7, uh, which means that this project is, is kind of on track. Uh, I know that, you know, this has been a long-promised game changer uh, that is going to allow more people to do things with WordPress you know, even people who like program in other languages and stuff like that. And it's just going to open it up to, to, to more and more stuff. But but the REST API has just been a kind of an ongoing project. Uh, this is kind of exciting news. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this, Sally? Uh, well, I, would, I suppose I would be more excited about it if I was better at JavaScript. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is, you know, I think in, in principle, whether or not it becomes something, you know, I jump into quickly or not, I think it is... Uh, an important step for for WordPress because it, as you say, it, it opens it up to to more people. It it actually creates the possibility of of being just a front end developer for WordPress, uh, and uh, you know for you know possibly using WordPress to power a number of, of different things, which we know is is definitely on Matt Mullenweg's agenda. The you know application platform thing. Um, and uh, you know we'll have to see. Apparently, there are, you know there have been a bunch of uh, reasons why it's taken a long time and, and been contentious and, and difficult. And there are you know arguments for including it automatically and and for you know making it an, an add-on. 
but I think that, you know, whichever way you go, having a well-developed API is going to be important. Definitely. Uh, Kim, what, what are your thoughts? Are you excited by this news? It doesn't really affect me personally. At the level of development I do now, it's not going to be part of that. But I, I agree with Sally. It's uh, having a strong API. If you want to expand your software and, and have it out there, it's important because it opens it up to other developers who like to do the kind of things I don't want to do. I 100% agree with that. Uh, Jonathan, well, thoughts? I, I think it, it's a really big milestone um, uh, in various reasons. I think um, to utilize WordPress uh, with a mobile um, app was quite difficult. There were there the um, if when you approached if you were looking to develop an app and. I've got some active experience with this. When you um, approached an app developer and said that the the core data was in was inside WordPress, you just kind of heard silence on the phone line um, because actually communicating was possible, um, but it there were quite sizable technical difficulties and this was increasingly becoming a problem um also you know go back to the matt report and and his interview with rachel baker who was one of the key developers in the wordpress community for the restless api it did sound it was sounding a bit of a sorry situation and I'm, I'm, I'm just um, I'm happy for Rachel and, and her group um, that she worked with that contributed a lot to developing the Restless API and to see it actually now actually uh, fulfilling its promise and becoming part of core um, and dealing with some of the issues that she goes in quite some detail in, in the interview is a, is a great, it's just great, isn't it, John? Oh, no, it's definitely great. Um, you know, I think it's, like has been mentioned, I think it's going to bring more developers into working with WordPress that maybe before would have written it off. And I think that will make the overall project uh, better. I think that it's going to allow more people to use WordPress as maybe just like a content database and, you know, pull that information into things like mobile applications, uh, you know, and various other things like that. So I, I think this is good. I think this is going to end up being, you know, maybe one of the really big turning points of, of WordPress, kind of like custom post types was, but maybe even bigger, you know, but, you know, we'll see. But um Definitely, I think it is exciting news. Uh, just to finish off, John, I, I just know from my own experience with the SaaS application that I have developed um, or um, have been project manager, and uh, I've had a good crew of developers that have helped me, um, bless their hearts, um, is that well, at some stage we were looking at an app. I, I, I'm not going to do that for the foreseeable future. Um, um, but um, it really was uh, when you talk to um, people outside the WordPress community that were full stack developers 
that um, also div um, we're involved in the development of Android or we were just looking at the iPhone. Um, when you mentioned WordPress, you uh, it wasn't going to happen, John, and um, it's it's a major problem, which. Um, Obviously, I'm not a, a skilled back-end WordPress developer. I cannot, I've done more things than most people realise, actually. But um, uh, that's a major problem. It, it, was, it was hurting the credibility of WordPress quite considerably in that kind of higher echelon of full-stack developer community. Um, and I think a lot of that damage, hopefully, is going to be repaired. And I, I think it's going to be very beneficial to the WordPress community, John. Yeah, most definitely. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to our main topic uh, after this break here, uh, which is recapping Sacramento WordCamp 2016. We'll see you after the break. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call her directly at 775-527-7021. We're coming back from the break, and this is WP Tonic episode 136. We're discussing uh, WordCamp 2016 at Sacramento, which all of us were there uh, I was part of the organizing team, um, and Jonathan, Kim, and Sally all had presentations there. So, uh, Sally, I, I'll just start with you. What was your presentation, uh, and were there any other presentations that you saw that, that uh, you, know, you were enthusiastic about? Uh, my presentation was falling in love with Flexbox, uh, aimed at making people's lives easier. And uh, I get the impression that that uh, indeed many people uh, <clears throat> were going to go forth and, and work with Flexbox and, and uh, uh, have a better time doing responsive design. Um, I enjoyed James Sipkin's uh, talk about profitability, uh, always an important subject. Uh, and... Uh, I went to Don Peterson's talk on content-centered design, uh, and I also went to a, a presentation on developer-centered design and on uh, atomic design. Uh, and all of these things actually play into each other pretty well and, and into the, the SAS talk. And then uh, wrapped up the event with Anka Moshoyu's uh, talk on uh, WordPress and the enterprise, which was very interesting from the perspective of you know, what you have to consider if you actually want to be working with a large enterprise. Most definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I did see your talk. I thought it was great. Uh, well, I saw uh, all your three guys' talks. Uh, definitely. I thought yours was really good. A lot of people were, you know, taking notes. They were talking about it. They were, you know, a lot of people did leave and they were saying they were going to start using Flexbox. Uh, as well. Um, Kim, tell us a little bit about your talk and, and tell us about any other presentations you saw that you thought were amazing. Uh, so my talk was about building online learning platforms. So extending beyond just the online course into a full platform to better engage your audience. And uh, my other ones that I went to see, and I don't go see a lot of presentations. Um, I did. I saw Sally's. It was wonderful. Uh, I, 
I see myself using Flexbox even with the level of programming I do now. It's definitely something I'll use. I think not just that, Sally, you are one of the best technical presenters who can hardcore knock down the technology and do it in an interesting way that even my mother would have been able to sit there and get something out of it. So I've heard you speak twice now, and I will be there every time you're speaking if I can. Uh, the other ones I saw, I saw Chris Lemma, and of course, he's always interesting. Um, and one other that I forgot the name of, but was also very good. Um, the rest of the time, I don't go see many presentations. I'll watch them on WordPress TV. I go to, to make the connections, to sit with people yep. and talk with people and connect with people. And, um, you know, I connected with some of the vendors and now have follow-up steps. I... Uh, you know, I always create a membership area for people who come to see me. So I was doing a lot of follow-up support with people who had seen the presentation. Uh, I did learn that people don't recognize me <laughs> if I go from day one with my uh, tuxedo uniform and my straight hair, which is how I um, present. And then the next day I have my hair curly and I'm wearing my WordCamp t-shirt. Um, people don't recognize me. So I may have to change that up. Jonathan, I mean, John, you were there that one time when you were talking mm -hmm. about Muddy Press and I walked up and she turned to me and she said, the lady teaching yesterday talked about this. And I said, that was me. <laughs> I, I tell you uh, what, you will I, never have this problem if you, if you color your hair or something really unique. <laughs> <laughs> that, I bet that is, should be true, Sally. Um, it was funny. I, I, I may have to do something like that. <laughs> But, uh, but that was my real, and that's always my takeaway with WordCamps, uh, actually with any conference, is go and connect with people and follow up because the long-term success is in the relationships, right? I mean, that's how I'm here, Jonathan, because you saw me at a WordCamp and we connected and, yeah. and kept up that relationship. Yes. Yeah, I thought... No, that... Go on, go on John. No, they go ahead. Yeah, I, th I thought it was just great, and I, but I, I do agree um, with Kim. You know, I went the other route. I I normally do what Kim does. Um, I don't actually go to too many of the presentations, but I looked at the list, and the quality was so. And there were so a lot of things that I just wanted to see. I just attended the Saturday. I got to admit. Um, because I had a quite a few things to sort out on Sunday. So um, I miss Sally, but I did go to your um, slide deck and um, it, was a, uh, it was a shame that I couldn't stay the Sunday. I thought you, by the quality of the slide deck, I thought you did an amazing, it must have been an amazing presentation. Um, I thought, actually, I I thought Chris Lemmer did a really excellent job. It's not easy. I know he, I know he's very, very experienced at this, but I, I was actually quite impressed with his presentation in it, um, which was part of the of the he started it with. with a, there was a, another um, um, presentation going at the same time, but I was impressed with what what Chris said and. Um, and the reality of building up a, a, a online property that has real worth and gave real insight out into the amount of work that 
is involved in that. And then um, I, I really was... Um, I didn't know much about it, but I thought Kerry Ford did a really excellent job with atomic design. Um, and um, I'm not sure... Um, I think it's really important when it comes to... Um, she agreed, it was a question I asked her, um, and she agreed that um, one of the benefits of using atomic design is it it kind of really enforces that mobile has to come first. And if you go, if you learn about atomic design and apply it, it really encourages the process of making mobile design with the client and yourself the number one instead of going to the desktop, um, which I think is important. Um, I really also enjoyed Beaver Builder with Justin, um, what him and his team have achieved with Beaver Builder and their plans with version 2 is quite uh, eye-opening and um, you've got to give them full credit for what technically they've been able to achieve and what their plans are in the near future in um i think beaver builder 2 is coming out what based on what he said in the first quarter of the new year and it's it, it looks like it's gonna be a quite a kind of amazing project john um and um then um i kind of stayed on um an aussie aussie uh roadie you know, Rodriguez. Yeah, always pronounced. Sorry, Rosie. You know, he's <laughs> he's kind of a bit of a legend in the Genesis um, development world. And, you know, I've seen some of his work and he is a pretty cool cat, isn't he, John? Um, oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, yeah and I've seen some of his work. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed his discussion, you know, about what you need to provide if you're a designer consultant or somebody in, in the development team and you're handing it over to a de- experienced developer like Aussie and because I've been there myself and I think we all have been there where we've just been thrown something and um, you did your best and then you start getting attacked and uh, you know you don't really know what to say because it's so tempting to say well because you never really gave very detailed notes and we had to surmise most of this um and finish off the last one i saw before i went up went back to uh northern nevada was loops and wp query by michelle um i thought that was really good a good quality presentation and then he, he I, did that really well yeah and then i disappeared did i john <laughs> Yeah, and then you were Audi. I was gone. Yeah. Yes. I like mean, you phantom. know, 99 bottles of beer on the wall for, for explaining the, the WP query was just a, a brilliant way to do it. You know, again, it's kind of back to what, what Kim said about, you know, so, so that your, your mother could understand it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, not that I didn't know anything about those things before, but just thinking about, yeah, that's just such a good way to think about it. And it was, you know, it was very, it was very well done. Um, and then the, the other thing that I want to mention is I spent an hour at the happiness bar, which is something I like to do partly to make sure that anybody else who has questions after my talk, uh, you know, can find me to, to ask them and, and partly cause I just like to, to do it. And, you know, you, you, 
you learn stuff from the questions people ask you. And uh, one of the interesting ones uh, to me was was somebody who's recently come to WordPress from another content management system was was asking whether it was just like that that he couldn't find it or or, or whether you know there really wasn't a, a sort of standard front end editing tool uh, for WordPress. And you know I had to say there there really isn't one. I mean you know the the the, uh, the Editus WP plugin had promise and and nothing's been done with it since it was bought basically. Um, yeah. And it's been an issue that you know has has received varying degrees of attention and and not been uh, not been successfully solved. And you know we've had a lot of discussions on this panel about the problems with the WordPress uh, editor and and you know a, a decent front end editing solution would certainly go a long way. Because she's like, yeah, I don't want a page builder that does. It. I want to, you know I just want to be people to be able to uh, to edit the content from the from the front end and. You know, it seems like it should be a small thing, and it's not. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. We've had that conversation in the round table recently, haven't we, Sally? But um, you, do you know, one of the things, you know, don't want to sound too much of a, of a, of, of a kind of um, a love of Beaver Builder, but um, he was he was showing how you could lock it down so it could be so so quite easily um i'm not sure with the present version or its version 2.0 you could lock it down where it is just like a front-end editor where they don't have the um the facility to actually destroy the actual global design and um yeah i gotta say uh, i do sound like a total fanboy don't i but um, um i was i was really impressed what they're what they're doing with that plugin, Sally. It's just, and they're, um, yeah. Very good. And uh, some of the, I didn't see a lot of the presentations because I was, you know, just kind of floating around, um, you know, doing the happiness bar and, uh, you know, just helping other various things move along. But the, the ones I saw on Saturday, uh, Tirza M. Johnson's, creating an active project management process. Saw most of that. That was actually pretty good. Um, a lot about, you know, working with your clients or, or working just, you know, managing a project. Thought was really excellent. Um, and then uh, on, on Saturday, I also saw a presentation by David McCormick from Blast uh, Advanced Marketing or uh, anyway, uh, about the Yoast SEO plugin, and and I know he didn't get to everything. A really good presentation on Yoast and and how you use it to focus your content. Uh, on Sunday, uh, I also saw James Hipkins' uh, presentation on profitable website development, the Oreo cookie strategy. I thought it was really good. I saw another version of this at the meetup not that long ago, but uh, it was really excellent. And uh, again, it's just kind of a dose of reality of, of you know, um, you know, running projects in a way that's going to you know ensure that you stay in business. And uh, and then the other one that I saw was uh, freelanced agency peaks and pitfalls of growth by Kevin Howe of Three Two Nine Media, which is a, a very successful agency here in Sacramento. Uh, I thought it was really good. It was just, it's just good to like uh, hear you know, how other people made that journey. Um, 
and it doesn't just happen all at once, but it, it's good to just kind of hear like a little bit more about it. Uh, one other takeaway that, that I, <laughs> I thought was really awesome. I mean, meeting a lot of people, you know, from all over, um, different places, uh, met the guys from Beaver Builder, found out they're, they're on the same, uh, Pokemon Go team as I am. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, don't need to know uh, anymore, you know, do you really, do you, John? No. There you go. There team you go. Valor. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. Any, any other takeaways that, that anybody else had, uh, just from the weekend, not from the presentation, but just, you know, uh, meeting people, just, uh, you know, anything else? Well, I think I think over the you know, and I think it's been partially. I was going to say down to me, but that would be unfair. I feel because you know, I, I it in the roundtables we have a news section, and I go to the leading WordPress news websites, and recently, the, the what I felt were the most main news stories have been a bit negative about the WordPress community. So I felt, because we were covering news, I had the obligation to actually make those part of the news stories of the round table. So recently it's been a bit negative, but, you know, by going to WP, going to this WordPress camp, you, you also see um, the strength of WordPress, that the breadth of subjects, the knowledge, and you know the you know the willingness of people to share their experiences, and just the quality of people. So it was um, it was beneficial for me because you, you if you just keep reading what is put on the kind of news store, you know, and bad news is good news generally. You know, you get more people commenting. In, yeah. And you can get a false picture a little bit, can't you, John? You can, because like, you know, this weekend it was, it, it, it showed like a lot of the positive things. Uh, you know, um, uh, there is a guy uh, that came from uh, Arkansas, Tate Barber. Uh, shout out Tate. But, uh, he uh, did a talk on uh, using Docker for local development. And, uh, you know, he had a good time. This is his first WordCamp. Um, you know, that he spoke at, uh, and he said it was amazing. And I got to agree. He wrote a post on medium. We'll link to that in show notes, but, um, you know, just like a lot of people from all over, I'm meeting people from, you know, other parts of Northern California. Uh, people came from, you know, Portland, uh, Seattle, Vancouver, you know, all over, uh, to, you know, be here and it's just awesome. So, you know, Sally. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you do see, I think you do tend to see the community at its best at events like this and, uh, you know, are, are reminded about that. I was curious, John, as to whether, you know, from your volunteering experience and, and being in charge of the uh, of the happiness bar, whether you had any specific takeaways about that. Well, you know, it was really interesting. Like the first like half hour or like first hour that I was there really like, um, you know, shout out to Joe Boydston and uh, Dean Royal and Jose uh, Castaneda. And, and there was one other volunteer. I, I don't know her name um, or I'd give her credit, but but they really like held it down on the happiness bar and, and you on Sunday as well. I've seen you there for more than an hour, but, you know, you're holding it down. But the, the first part that I was there, um, like it was just helping people like decide what tracks they were going to like see because like there's a lot of beginners 
And then there's people who are more technical and it's like just going through it and just knowing like what these are uh, was like important. Um, but Denisine, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot more people on the happiness bar this year uh, coming up than there were last year. And partially because of the way the rooms were last year, it wasn't really obvious where the happiness bar was maybe. And we got almost no traffic, but this year um, it was just right out in front. We had a lot more traffic. It was people coming up there all day long. So um, both days. So I think that's really important for people to be able to, you know, get help and be able to meet WordPress, like wherever they're at. Not everybody's a developer. Uh, some people just use Divi um, to, you know, develop their site, oh, you know, and some people are just brand new, but just meet them where they're at. Uh, that's the important thing, you know, in business and life and WordPress. Yeah, I just got the I just got the um, overall buzz from it that I, I I don't think from beginner to intermediate to expert I think there were things that were on offer for you throughout the two days um, and I just you know I was just there on the Saturday but I just got felt that um, everybody was um, the general feeling I was getting was that you know you could ask almost anything on the happiness bar. Um, and you get a respectful answer. And uh, I generally got the feeling that most people were having a good time, weren't they, John? Most definitely. Kim, you know, any additional takeaways? I thought the ones I saw in the topics, I did. I thought you had a good, you did have a good mix of for business, et cetera, you know, technical versus business. Because a lot of people that come to this, it's not even that they're new developers, they're solopreneurs. They're a small business person just looking to learn something. And I know I had several people approach me before my talk and say just that. I'm not a techie. I'm a business person. Am I going to understand anything you say? You know, and I suggest this This is yeah. actually much minimal tech, what I talk about in this presentation, as it turns out. But I thought overall there was a lot of that there and a lot of people that I talked to were more business people and beginners even who came and followed up with questions afterwards and they felt, you know, again, included in the community, definitely the community at its best, as Sally said. Yeah, no, no, I agree with Kim. I thought um, to blow my own trumpet, what I was relieved, John, was when I did my lightning presentation was the amount of people afterwards that came um, and asked me questions about podcasting and about some of the things I discussed in my presentation, which is always a good sign that you kind of hit some of, some of the audience interest by the amount of people that, afterwards that come and ask you questions, isn't it, John? No, and I, and I just want to give you a shout-out, too. You did a really great presentation on uh, podcasting with WordPress and you know, there are a lot that people have because like people are interested in, in finding out how to get a podcast started on WordPress or, you know, how to just, you know, get into it. And before I was involved, um, you know, as deep as I am, like with this, I still had a lot of questions and I still like am learning stuff like all the time because, you know, there's, it's, it's a whole nother thing. 
Uh, and I think you did a really excellent job in explaining uh, a lot of things and answering some of those questions that people might have. Well, yeah, and it, it's hard to give a good lightning talk because you, you yeah. just don't have a lot of time. Well, I did, it, you're so right, Sally, because I did practice quite considerably um, on the timing aspect of it because you've got nine, I had nine slides and you've got one minute per slide. So you've got to. Um, but it was most strange, Sally, because when you're actually there, the. T- something happened to the time um even though i practiced quite considerably the time just seemed to disappear it seemed to be on a quicker um bandwidth than when i was practicing at home so i've had that happen yes i don't know what quite that's about um I think we better wrap this up, John, because we could continue yeah. forever, and we said we we're going to keep it around forty minutes, didn't we nope yeah, and you know what. Um, so it was a great event, um, you know, and we're going to be doing it again in May 2017. It's either going to be the first week or the third week. Uh, that's what I've heard so far. Oh, so, wow. That's really soon. You want to know why? So that, why? Uh, because all the other like ones like Las Vegas, LAX, and OC are, you know, within a month. So, ah, ah eliminate the competition. Yes. Well, it's 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 true. It's you know having uh, uh, having too many word camps to to attend in a row is is definitely going to uh, limit both you know who you might get to speak and and who you might get to attend. Because yeah. as much fun as much fun as it would be to go to a word camp like every weekend, you know that's just not practical. Yeah, you you, you people make their choices. They can't go everywhere like in the whole year, so they make choices. So. Hopefully we'll be on the itinerary for some additional people from California uh, next year. Right. Well, uh, I'll definitely be there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, before I let everybody like uh, tell us where to find them, I uh, want to remind people, if you're getting value from this podcast, uh, be sure to go to iTunes, subscribe, and most importantly, leave us a review preferably five stars that helps other people find this podcast and uh you know just push us up a little bit more in the itunes rankings so oh and i like to say that i will be reading any new reviews and i might actually read them on 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 the show as well john won't we most definitely all right so with that let the panel uh tell us where to find themselves sally how do we get a hold of you uh, you can find me at WPFangirl.com. Uh, I am at Sally Getch on Twitter. And basically, if you can spell my name, you can find me. I am unique on the internet. Excellent. Kim, how do we get a hold of you? You can find me at HowToBuildAnOnlineCourse.com or on Twitter at Kim Shivler. Very nice. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, it's quite easy, folks. I'm a bit like an online rash. But that not quite. Um, you can find me um, by emailing me at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. I do read my email about twice a day. and um, Or um, Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. Plan to be a bit more active, actually, uh, at Jonathan Denwood. And um, they're the main two ways of getting hold of me, John. Very good. And you can find me at my website, which is LockdownDesign.com. And you can also find me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore. For WP Tonic, thank you so much. 
for tuning in. In our next episode, we're going to do a spotlight episode on our own, Sally Getch, the WP fangirl. So I hope you'll tune in for that. Bye. 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 Bye.